Okay, what's good people? It's your girl Lisa and welcome back to another episode of Crisis Talk. So in this episode today, we're going to be discussing the issues and the themes around homophobia within the black community. And today I'm really happy because we've got two special guests. But before we get right into it, make sure you guys follow us on all the social media platforms. Whatever you like listening to, make sure that you follow or subscribe to crisis talk and stay with us with our journey um also make sure that you check out us on instagram at creation foundation and you'll find all our lovely faces on there um so yeah let's get into it first of all first of all gonna introduce our lovely host how's it going guys also under the outrageous one but on today's episode i'm gonna put a backseat on the outrageousness <laughs> and take a, a stance of the curious one <laughs> I like that. Oh, what's good people? She got me, so you don't know already. Oh, I like that. You don't know already. Go don't through. know already. <laughs> um, yeah, it's Palumi, and like always, I'm excited to to be here to have this conversation. Yeah. And obviously, you know, I love my host. I love my boys or whatever. But like I said, I'm really excited because we've got two special guests here today. One of which is my best friend from long time, Dias Morgan. And with Dias, we've got Mr. Lance Wayne. So guys, I'm going to pass it over to you guys to give us a little sweet introduction. Hi, everybody. I'm Dias, also known as Morgan now. Um, I am a university student uh, studying fashion, image and styling. Um, I'm a creative, music, everything, just all out, positive person. Yeah. And Lisa, bestie. Well, people, my name's Lance Wayne. I'm from London, living in Manchester, working in the transport industry at the moment, uh, temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, first time being part of a podcast where I'll try to put in a, a word and see how it goes. Brilliant. So that's the cast for the day, guys. Homophobia within the black community. Now, as a as a heterosexual woman, I can't say that I can talk much on, I guess, everyone's sexual orientation, but from an ally's perspective, I have acknowledged and I do see where the challenges may lie, especially um, with a person of colour that um, is part of the LGBT community um, and the challenges that they may, might face. A lot of the time, and I'll say this very boldly, I think at the moment there's a there's a good push when we discuss LG, LGBT as a topic within schools, within the public. There seems to be a lot more discussion around it and it's not as much of a taboo, but that's me looking from like a more general perspective. Um, but I want to get into like the heart of it. So guys, I'm opening up the floor. What's homophobia like within the black community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the first expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, depending on which parts, what, what city you're in, I feel like within the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, like for diocese, you might have experienced it a bit more concentrated than I have because I'm from a bigger city. Um, it's a thing where being Caribbean, black British, being black, being Caribbean, you can't show any form of femininity at any time. So being gay automatically means feminine. 
being interested in another man automatically means feminine. You're now the enemy of the culture. Mm. Um, it's heavy. It's a hard thing to to deal with because where you're a child, you don't know nothing about sexuality. You're just raised to be, in my case, Jamaican. And then I get to a stage where I realize, hold on a minute, I'm into men. This is opposite from what I've been taught. Now I'm the enemy of what I was taught to be. Mm. It's, it's mm. a lot of confusion to deal with um, by the time you get to teenage years. Yeah. Uh, even before teenage years. Yeah. Um, mm. I just think how the culture is set up, there's already things in place that defines blackness and what blackness is supposed to be within a binary. And anything that doesn't fit within that binary is seen as inappropriate or a taboo within our culture. And as we are Caribbean, well, we are Caribbean, everything from the Caribbean gets influenced by British culture. We see that a lot of Brit Jamaican culture, especially Jamaican culture, is influenced a lot in, in, in England. So a lot of that trauma, I think it's trauma, but with, with uh, masculinity and how masculinity is seen within our community is brought over from Jamaica which has, mm. I think, has a toxic amount of how men and women are seen in general. So when we think about our culture, you just think about it just being seen as, because at first you're already black and that's already seen as an issue within society or a, um, a struggle within society. And then you're also gay. It's like a bigger inconvenience and it's a, a bigger sign, a bigger like disappointment within a family. So I just think it's seen as, both a disappointment and also seen as a Western thing to be gay. I've heard a lot of time it being a Western trait to be mm. gay. So it's not even within a culture, within our culture, it's not even seemed to be something that is, it seems to be like a defect yeah. of yeah. a Western society. It's like they see it as an indoctrination of growing up, yeah. what, they, what we call furry. Mm. Um, so for example, I remember having friends in the scene that took holidays to Tobago, but they got they never got troubled when they were in Tobago because they were seen as them come from far inside the Magastia stuff. Because they're as people back home, they believe that like Daya said, the sex the homosexuality is something that is pushed from foreign, which also makes on with um what they say, um the homo homosexual agenda. Oh yeah, I've heard that, that thing there that it's it's it, it all intertwines. Yeah. Sorry, what what is the homosexual agenda? That's the first time I've ever heard that, that it, phrase before. Uh, it's kind of like homosexuality homosexuality pushed within our community. Seen as pushed. Yeah, seen as pushed. It's like right. things like where you see the Americans complain about um what's that guy that sang that song? He wears glasses and dresses and stuff. Um that that rapper from Atlanta. Can't remember his name. We can use, we can use the Uzi Vert as an example because I've seen him wearing dresses and he's got pierced and all of that. That all those things are seen as um the homosexual agenda. Lil Nas. Oh yeah, taking it with them. No, basically he, he, taking he it with don't them. Don't count because he actually is gay. But so just... basically, like traits that look feminine within how men dress. So basically, it's seen that taking it, stripping away the masculinity from men. So like when you wear pink or you wear like really bright hairstyles and all these things, it's seen as stripping away the masculinity. So it, it follows- Even things the, like Medea. Yeah, like it's seen as like the mm. gay agenda, like we're, we're taking away um, masculinity like, from black men, basically. Is it almost from this idea of, you know, being homosexual is a choice and it's all these influences that have made you do, obviously that's not my beliefs, but like, is it kind of like the evidence they're using for their perspective in a sense? 
yeah kind of yeah trying to say that basically our children are being taught to be gay by tv and magazines and music videos Mm, i think i think this is this is definitely a narrative that i hear a lot and i don't know if it's because and i hear it like mainly around black spaces where there's this fear of like anything to do with lgbt is really forced upon people so i don't know if that's part of like if that comes under the whole agenda this sort of like hidden and seen agenda um that's going on that like oh they talk about lgbt too much and like young kids are being forced to know about these things and like it's forcing young people to almost make a choice about what they want their sexuality to be but more from like a glamorized perspective like oh if your kid wears pink then a label of being feminine or potentially being um a homosexual is placed upon that child there was a question that i did want to ask because i think culture is such a big and important thing and when you guys were talking to me it seems it seems as though the the cultural side of it is what makes people sometimes from like the black community unaccepting of homosexuality and it's because we have like a very overemphasized view on on what what is culture and and what it needs to what it needs to look like and things like that so i want to know if we take away that sort of um overemphasis on culture is there actually much of an issue with homophobia within the black community no there there really isn't when you strip away the the trauma masculinity um hypersense of masculinity and just things of what people are used yeah, to yeah what 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 our culture says is normal is normal because remember i think a lot of the things that we think are normal are just kind of us coping and adapting to certain circumstances mm. you know our culture is still very new i i think it's still evolving because we have come from a place of, of uh, turmoil so our culture is kind of preserving things but in in the sense of that we have when we preserve and we have to also take the good and bad things from it mm. and acknowledge that some of the things that we uphold are toxic and some of the things that we have don't help us improve as as a, as a community it kind of mm. keeps behind so i do think once you take away them things and you think about more of like becoming more open to things talking about like sex sexuality sex um even economics when you when you when you equip your child with all these tools culture doesn't really it, it can evolve to a better place mm. but i mean it doesn't have to stay stagnant in oh we ain't going to talk about this we ain't going to talk about this mental health doesn't exist or, or it, it doesn't mean too much when you strip away all of that it's like we can talk about all these things and become more aware and become more self-reflecting and also as a community start reflecting together. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Once we yeah. solve these issues, not if it's not me, I don't think the big issue. I think more of preserving a sense of um, existing and what blackness is supposed to be instead of understanding how we can evolve moving forward while still keeping a lot of the things within our culture. I, I, I think I, I hear that and I hear what you're saying. I think that it also, but there's also the fact that history plays to it as well. Like, and I think that because black people, we don't know our history, we don't know what, um, what actually happened. You kind of get instances where you, over time that history has been lost, and then you get moments and get like 
families and generations of people thinking that this is okay or this is not okay and ratatata. Because what was really interesting is like you know that um that singer I think it's a rapper um um Denadaya, I think is his name um he he was really he was he was really um he has been really like vocal about the fact that when it comes to homosexuality within the black community that there were there's history to show that there were African kings and um African prominent African people um who who were who were who were gay um yeah. and like people don't talk about that people don't know about that so now it's very interesting that like in this day and age that it's that 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 change has happened that people that something that was quote unquote accepted um back in the day is now such is now something that people have been been against or are against um okay. i think it it comes down to the lack of education that people have when it comes to when it comes to this yeah definitely um i think the indoctrination of christianity mm. on our community and the ideas of um what's the word of like homosexuality being a sin yeah and uh living in a, a society run by men men dictate what the what the society and the culture is supposed to be and we just become a victim of that society we don't really necessarily live in our own truths too much we kind of have to indoctrinate whatever is given to us so we live in a patriarchal society but our men exert hyper sense of masculinity from from a damaged history of not being able to identify with their own masculinity so we only only are able to kind of give as much as we're given so in terms of mass, like homosexuality, if, if the white man's saying, oh, it's not acceptable, then we're also going to exert that it's not acceptable and more because it's all the things on our palate that we're dealing with. We're dealing with racism, we're dealing with trauma, all these things that are within our culture anyway. But then homosexuality is like another sin on top of that. So it's just added, added and added all these things on top of each other. So it's like a cycle of like all this like turmoil. Exactly, and I feel like what it does is it, it makes segregation within the within the black community so that people are not together as one. So then, you, even 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 when you're meant to be faced, like when like when um the, the when what happened with Jesse Smollett happened, for example, people were like, you know, at first they were like quite supportive or whatnot, and then it turned out, and then like people turned their backs on him, and people in the in the in the black community turned their backs on him. And it's like, it's like, how can you, how can you not believe someone that went through this traumatic experience because he was seen to be guilty before he was, before he was even in a trial. And I think it, it goes to show the system is against you as first of all, a black man. And then, and then you're, you're gay on top of it. It's like, they, you, you weren't going to win. And yeah. like, you, you, you can't, it's like their fight, he was fighting, it was fighting a war that like, within within first of all within his own community and then he has to fight within like the justice system in america so it just shows that like it's 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 a it's a repetitive cycle of not being able to just be or not to be able or not being able to just believe or be believed in what you're saying because when people when people say oh uh, when people do come out or when people are out it's always it, there's always questioning 
there's always like, oh, what if what if you what if you were with a girl? Like, have you tried being with with a girl or what or what? It's never like that's exactly like it's like that's the question people always ask. There's always there's always a there's always a questioning when it comes to people um, revealing who them who they are if it's not the stereotypical straight straightness if that makes sense and i feel yeah. like that needs to be that needs to be taken away because it's like if somebody if somebody's telling you who they are like they're telling you who they are like is you believe them as well just like if someone shows you who they are you believe them it works both ways definitely definitely yeah <clears throat> uh let's 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 reel this in for a second uh i, I looked at uh a study earlier today looking at like the attitudes towards homosexuality and this is a study done in america right in 2008 and it showed that 72 percent of black adults view homosexuality as always wrong uh and amongst white adults it's only 52 percent now you know 2008 was what 13 years ago these numbers have probably changed since then but what it does kind of indicate within our own community there does seem to be higher intolerance. And, you know, with all this research, what it looks like, it, the highest correlation is like the church. The church is is like, some churches even go as far as actually saying this is wrong, this is a problem. And people, you know, like black people are very, uh, what's the word, like, like very attached to their religion. And yeah. yes, about the, the there's, there's two different oppressions that's being faced, but I feel like it's it's even worse on the homosexual because the black people are kind of turning on, uh, you know, the LGBT community. Like it's even, even more so. Worse. It's even worse than the actual oppression of just being black itself. Mm-hmm. Exactly because you're, you're you're coming you're you're being faced at it in 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 two in two from two different areas and from the people that are meant to be there for you and for it like it's like. Do you know, I feel like that's a, that's a, that's another violation on top of the violation that you're being faced on the outside. Because how can you, how can you tell me that like, okay, outside being black, you have racism, you have discrimination, you have oppression. And then within your own community of people, because let's face it, I, there is somewhat of a black community, within your own community of people, they are then, then turning your, your, their backs on you. Like that's violations that like, it's just, it's, it's so, it's so like, it's all wrong on so many on so many levels because regardless, regardless if you're a Christian, regardless if you agree with with it or if you if you think it's right or whatever, if it if it's another person that you know is being faced with and not the other issues on the outside, just like you are being faced with, why would you then add to that? Why would you then not even just be like, okay, you know what? I might not necessarily understand it. But it's a it's a, it's a thing of that they generally just view it as wrong like that's what and mindsets is difficult to change we've said that many times in the past uh but what, what i find really interesting about it is th- there's a bit of a moral inconsistency there it's very similar i'm sure we've seen all the memes and jokes of how it's like you know a muslim guy who, you know who got who'll smoke weed and he'll drink alcohol but when it comes to eating haribos he draws the line and it's very similar now you know these guys <laughs> lie, they'll cheat they'll steal but now when it comes to homosexuality they'll draw the line and uh, I don't know what you guys think about that, but I, you know, I'm just per- of- personally, obviously, I can't come and sit and answer that question because I think it, I think it's 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 immoral, it's wrong to like you know kind of pick and choose where you where you choose to draw the line with someone. But I think 
the reason why maybe homosexual is do you know what personally if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be honest and bear with me when i land when i land this statement i don't think it's homosexual that bothers the black community i think it's the actions behind the homosexuality that really tickles people off i think especially within within the black community there's so much proudness and this element of trying to assert dominance and trying to assert the what's right and what's wrong that people feel like they have to exercise their dislike or their anti-opinions on homosexuality whereas in actual fact it really probably doesn't bother them at all but so that they kind of deflect from people looking at them differently then they kind of like perpetuate those negative feelings onto onto the lgbt community i think that's what the issue is and to come back onto what palumi was what palumi was saying before there's a variety of different different reasons as to why i guess the default heterosexual person of color or whatever feels like they have to um they have to emphasize their opinions on on homosexuality one because of culture two because of the church three because of their own sort of like deflection and protection protecting themselves and the fear of them being told that oh they're a bit queer or they're a bit this and they're a bit that they don't want that label um enforced on them and that's why they sort of like have to announce oh i don't ramp with this oh no i don't i don't mess with that as a form of like coping with their own and those are the three things that need challenging but we know that that's just not going to happen overnight so my next question would then be as a black man that is part of the lgbt community do you feel like the lgbt community in itself is supportive of those that are of color and also lgbt uh, do you mean the LGBT community as a whole, yeah? Yeah, as a whole. So, at least in London, I can say that the LGBT community is separated by race or by skin colour, whichever mm. way you want to look at it. You have the gay scene, which is default white gays. Mm. You have the black gay scene, and you've got the Asian gay scene. Um, You may get the few people that will switch and slide between both. So, um, you might get a few of the white gays that mixed with the black gays because they can't stand the white gays themselves. <laughs> um, right. You might get a few of the Asian gays that jam with the black gays. Um, you get the Asian scene where uh, half of the reason why we're separated is because of the way that we, the way that we rave. We can't go to the same raves because we ain't going to be dancing to the Desi music. We dancing to no Alexandra Burke or no, mm-hmm. or no um, Adele. Skyline. <laughs> we ain't gonna be doing that. We're gonna be listening to Cartel, Spice, all them people, and Brackin' mm. up. Um, so culture plays a role in terms of that as well. Why we're separated because of the way that we party, you know. Mm. The party. Um, but also um, the disconnect between emotions between the people. Like you got a lot of the black gays that feel like the whites only like us for sex. Um, they sexualize us and um see us as that BBC title. Yeah. Um, a lot of the white gays, from what I've experienced myself, they see us as, yeah, I'd spend a night with them. I wouldn't get but, with them. Yeah. I wouldn't get I wouldn't take it no further than that. Yeah. 
um, which can also be said the same in the black scene as well by a few people. Um, can't really sp uh, speak much for the Asian gays because mm. um, they usually stick to themselves. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very <laughs> segregated, which we've somewhat gotten used to and somewhat could change. I don't think, I think when it comes to nightlife, I don't see it changing and I don't think there's necessarily a need for it to change. Mm. But I think when it comes to the unity of being gay people all together, that's where we could have some change. Mm. Well, and this, it's been a thing that it's been this from years ago, back in the 80s, even if you watch things like Pose, which is very realistic. Um, there's always been a divide between white gays and black gays, or the white mm. gays and the people of colour gays. Mm. Um, and that's the same with the white gays and the trans community. The white gays just tend to have their own circle. Mm -hmm. And they stay to their own and they don't support the rest. Whereas the black gays, we support everybody else, especially if they support us. We right. where there's still white privilege within gay, they are still on the, the top of being having privilege. But the funny thing is we set the culture. Do you know what I mean? Black people, we set the culture and what's going on in the culture. Gays, there's so many gay people who set standards and set trends within our culture. Music, people want to be around the music because of do you know what I mean? We, we, mm. have, you know, we, we have rhythm, we have all these things that they want, but they want to do it in their own way, some of them. Some of them mm. want to join us and like be a part of us, but some of them want to be in their own spaces. Mm. Again, we are raised differently. Mm. So aspect, I don't want to go to certain clubs knowing that this music, I'm not going to be here for a while. I'm not going to listen to this certain music. Mm. I, want, I want culture, I want, do you know what I mean? I was raised around that. So that's what I'm looking for. Do you know what I mean? Mm. The dancing and music is, is I think is more inclined with us do you know what I mean because we've been raised around it I just think that there's racism and prejudice doesn't change just because you're gay right um, anything it can be emphasized more because a lot of gay men because a lot of them do have a sexually active I would say and don't really care about who they're having sex with too much you can just go have sex with somebody who's a racist you wouldn't even know about it because you're just having sex do you know what i mean the, the, the conversation on that might not even be something you're having that that comes up yeah, yeah be like oh I, I, um there's been so many times where someone's messaged me and just like yeah i want bbc i, I you know what i just want to try it out i wanted um i wish you could do this to me you're not asking oh me oh my god like it's some sort of like yeah. tick tick box bucket list no it is honestly it feels like you're a fantasy it feels like you're, you're gonna give them something like they've never had before they, they they will only suggest they always suggest that you're, you're you have a bbc that oh my god i want that dark chocolate oh my god you know what i've just i just love black guys so much and you're just like it leaves you in a place where i don't want to get to know you because you've already identified me as whatever you think i am exactly what i want you know what i mean it's always about what you want not what mm -hmm. i want it's a bit of a funny one i've always said on that topic i've always said that i feel like that depends on both people involved in it because I'm a person where when I was on my whole stage, it didn't matter. <laughs> that was a stage? <laughs> when somebody came to me and said, I want BBC, it didn't matter to me because all I cared about was getting back. But if it's right. a thing where the stage I'm on now, where I want something serious, then you come to me like, I ain't interested. But I do think it's a thing where, if, if it's mm. a thing where you're both only checking for sex, then it doesn't matter. It does because you then, I feel like you then allow it to be okay because you, that next, he thinks that it's okay to then do it to the next person. Because if you are just like, okay, calm, da -da 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 -da, 
then it imports mm. that that is okay to for the next person. And I, I'm always like, no, like that ain't right. That what you're telling me is not correct. I don't like what you're to me. But then I think I think that but I think that when it comes to this is when it comes to guys and when it comes to um males, but yeah, guys, um it's very physical and it's, it's a very it's a very it's a very physical gratification and as long as that is met I, th- I think then it will be it will be like it doesn't it doesn't matter what the other person is saying so then in that regard it's like it is it is very it is very instant and momentary that you know after after you've after you've done what you needed to do you can dip and say that's it like mm. so i think that's the aspect that surface level it's on the surface yes surface level yeah i want it's not emotional i want to interject here and shake tables a little bit bit and ask this (laughs) ask this very quick this question that can come across as quite controversial do you feel like as person of color that's within the gay scene that you often have to put your race to the side and forget about your race in order to receive that physical relationships and, and, and intimacy with with people like as a as a black male is it harder for you to be gay number one and number two is it a thing where you won't challenge maybe comments like that that quite are quite microaggressive and and very fetishizing because you know that it's already hard to be a black male in the gay scene and obviously if you want to you know do enjoyment and have sex and 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 all of that you have to not challenge or come across as like overly sensitive to your race um i'm gonna actually answer your first question first is it hard to be gay and black i definitely think so because it's the intersectionality between black and gay like you're getting it from the black community or this hate but Mm. you're also not in a space within the lgbt community especially for me where you have a community of people and a place to go as in the clubs are not really made for you to to exist in and a space for you to exist in. And then you're also fighting racism on kind of like on a, on a white side and then also kind of dealing with homophobia on the black side. So there's never really a place that you fit in because I just think mentally how I think is not how a lot of black people think. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I'm not really thinking surface level. I think very much deeper. I'm really thinking about uh, materialistic things on the same level. Or, or you know money of girls and all these things that seem to kind of have a big impact in our culture so mm. it's really hard to say where you fit in within that regard and then also what you said about um what did you say what's the next like this this being a bit dismissive of challenging racism or your race because um, you know you don't want to make it harder for yourself existing in in like the lgbt community yeah I think personally, I'm very, I'm too proud of being black for it to really mm. happen to me. Like I, I'm just really, every time things like that happen, I just get mad instantly because you're really disrespecting where I've come from, where my ancestors have been and where I am now, basically. You're basically mm. kind of upholding the same standards and the same ideologies that your ancestors had. So basically in my head, I'm like, you're basically like insinuating all these things that are not true. Mm. There's been times where I've had to kind of, I guess, put it to a side there has always there's always gonna be like one or two times where like things have happened where you just like like shit but I feel like for the most part I'm I don't really I'm not one to I'm not going to give in to 
my culture and how important it is to me. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've had times where people have been like, oh, yeah, I'm from my side. So, oh, you're going to be gang back. You're going to, you know, gang. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you on about? Like, what do you mean? And they're laughing. It's like, that's not funny. Like, that's shitty. Mm-hmm. So I just think for me, I'm too proud to give in to anybody else for mm. their satisfaction so i would say personally no i, I it, it is hard sexually because it's like you don't want to really think about pe- people not wanting you because of certain things mm. I, there's always people out there do you know i mean i'm not going to give up what i believe in for your like satisfaction or, or your well-being because mm. we've done that for generations and it hasn't gotten us anywhere so mm. i just don't know I personally don't relate myself because within the London gay scene that like, we've always stuck to our own sections. Mm. So I've never, I can't say that I've experienced up in their face racism from the white kids. Face, face-to-face physically. I can say I've experienced things like where walking through Soho, um, you might get a drunk white gay, see you. There was one time I was in Soho, I was walking with my friend going to the rave and there was um, a white guy, gay guy, Walking, walking by but he's drunk and he shouted something at us but it wasn't derogatory or nothing it was just shouting like yo what's up something like that mm. we looked at him like yeah. <laughs> and he actually said out of his own mouth like just because you're black you can't you don't mean you can't talk to me you know and I felt like that's actually quite funny because we was thinking that but didn't, didn't want to say it but it was mm-hmm. But the whole fact that he said that and we was thinking that and didn't say anything shows that it's a real thing. Mm. Um, but I've never really experienced a thing where I got to act a certain way because I'm black, even in a hookup. Mm. And other than the expectation that black men are more masculine and more dominant, um, we got to hold that. But for some people, it's an advantage when it comes to sex. I think for some people, black people also um, become a victim to their own stereotype. So for a lot of black men, it's like, okay, I can get more sexual action if I act more masculine, if I present myself in a certain way and it benefits them in the long run. So it can be a good thing and bad thing depending on who you're talking to. Mm. I think that's a, that's, that masculinity thing is a thing within the, within the colour aspect of it as well because my experience growing up was that even the black gays that likes other black men tended to go for only black men themselves. They only mm. wanted that masculine top, that road man top. Mm. What but they then, what they refer to as a real N word. I want a real N word to come and mash up your pussy like this shit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I used to be like um, that. It's like that within the scene. Yeah, I think I used to be like, oh, a masculine male. But it's funny how you want to vibe with somebody and you want to have a good vibe and you find that you want someone on your level. But then I think that's what's, that's what's, what's really interesting is about when, when we talk about masculinity and, and I guess um, femininity as well, like people need to understand and realise that like, especially in this, in this, um, in this, in the scene, like, and what people do in society is like, People need to know that the the guys that you think that oh my god they would absolutely not be on that and probably are and then the guys that you that you think that oh no they're definitely on it they probably are not so like 
and then there's also like there might be there might be people that are like that present themselves in a certain way and then you think oh no they get that and then they are but um, but it's a greater point to the fact that just because somebody how somebody's presenting themselves mm-hmm. or what you think you know or what you think you know of them it's not it's not usually the case and I and I think that's I think that's the case when it comes to the gay scene specifically the people that are out here saying oh ratata i won't do this or i didn't do this or, or like they're they're out here bashing or whatever they're the they're the niggas that are out here doing the most no. so like let's let's just let's just spell that out and call that out for what it is because like especially when you mentioned twitter like it's like how can you be how can you be how can you be out here on twitter like giving it out doing stuff, and then and then but the thing is People recognize, like, if you're wearing it, if you're wearing the same, if you're wearing the same tracksuit that you were wearing like yesterday, and then you said you were out yesterday, and then on Twitter you, there's a video of you potentially getting head. It's like, it, it, it something's not correlating. Do you get what I'm saying? So, know, let, me, let me interject here with an interesting fact from that same study I referred to earlier, right? Um, so th- this is a study now. They, they, they sent a questionnaire out to gay men, right? This this part is the is the black men uh, control group. And fifty-seven percent of them believed homosexuality was wrong, and these are people who had done homosexuality. So I think that definitely talks to this whole thing about like the insecurities and the overcompensating and saying all this and saying all that when behind the closed doors. They, you know, they they, they had their own things out there. Why do you think that happens? Because a lot of people, black men, um, why well, can only talk to black men, um are still struggling with their own identities and also religion. Okay, I can bring up one example. I can't say his name because he's actually famous. Um, What's but, tell you nothing. But, uh, <laughs> you know, um, we, me and him used to be friends before the fame. And um, he is from a very religious household. And I remember he was... <laughs> Wednesday, he was a whole, but Thursday, he felt regretful. Friday, he was a whole again. Saturday, he felt like, hmm. And Sunday, he'd be in the church. <laughs> was. Um, he he didn't know how to decide like if what he was doing was wrong or right because he'd been raised in the church, been raised that this is a sin, but also this is what is natural to him and he can't help that he likes men. And that's a thing that I'm, a lot of men deal with. And it might not even be religious. It might just be culture. It might mm-hmm. just be things that you've just been taught it's like for example if you've been if you've been taught all your life you're supposed to wash rice before you cook it you know wash rice and then suddenly one day you felt like why am i washing the rice let me just cook the rice just so and then you get into a confusion between some days you're like yeah but you don't need to wash the rice but then i've always been taught to wash the rice, to wash rice yeah um, it's one of those things. So that's why a lot of men, a lot of men are like that. They they do the action when the horniness is there. And, and then that. after that, they feel nasty. Yeah. And even people like me, who's been out since I was 16, and I ain't got no fear of being gay or nothing. I still get that feeling of, but my feeling of it isn't, I feel nasty for being into men. It was more so me feeling nasty for doing it with that person. Yeah, nasty. <laughs> 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 I've got a on that one. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, we've got that one. Yeah. Um, I think it's also to do with we are like social people, uh, animals, and we have our friends and our family. And, you know, the fear of not being accepted is scary. 
Do you know what I mean? To not have people to relate to and, and also then have people that hate you. The fear alone will not allow you to come out um, and live your truth because at the end of the day, it's a big, it's, it's a big sacrifice coming out than um, to, to stay in the closet in some circumstances because mm-hmm. the perception of what gay is and what you then will be will change to people. So it it seems to be easy to say, stay in the closet, but in saying that, you are literally battling with not being found out for as long as possible. It's basically mm-hmm. a game of when, when, and how. Exactly. And but the more and more you wait, by the time you either come out or somebody finds out, it's like people are like, well, wait. So you've not lived your truth your whole life. So what have you been doing? You've been basically living a, a, a lie. And it's like, it, that can be so hard for people because it's like, then the trust alone is lost. Because me coming out at a young age, it's like, people know who I am from, from young. So I'm always living in my truth. So it's not like one day I've just been like, oh my God, someone's found out that I'm gay or something. It's like, the more you've waited, the more you you kind of left it to, for for the, when you do come out, it's just going to be harder to, for people to accept who you are because eventually they will have to accept it no matter mm. and that, that's it's always the, the middle ground of oh my god i've just came out and what's going to happen that that is the hardest part but once you're out people don't really care necessarily care and that's mm. people don't see the other side of when you're coming out they always see what's what's going to happen there and then so. yeah now obviously i mean thank you so much um Dice and Lance for you know coming on and being so open and honest and sharing stories but we're reaching that time where we've got a round up and bring it all down to a close um but I just wanted to finish off with like a final statement and maybe words of encouragement because we never know who's listening maybe there's someone out there that is dealing with the adversities that we've mentioned here within this podcast um, so I'm going to start off with our special guest to give us a close answering this question. Is homosexuality or homophobia a crisis within the black community? And what would your advice be to anyone listening? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, it's a crisis. Um, especially if you're coming from a, a place or position where you're alone and you haven't got much people to bond with or to feel the same experience Mm. which I didn't experience after coming out Mm -hmm. um but that has experienced um what I would advise is to to do to the youngest when they come out um when you come out be brave be bold be a team and live life where you don't make nobody happy uh, make you happy um, when you find your peoples that you bond with that are going through the same thing you're going through and it's a mutual understanding hold on to that tight mm-hmm. um, don't let discrimination or miseducation or bad advice from people sway your mind do what you feel like is right for you um, and try and correct the world in any way you can mm-hmm. um Show good examples where you can, if you can. Um, be a good person as an individual and the rest will follow. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, there, obviously, there's 
it's, it's a big issue, it's a, dis, a big disparity within our community. But, you know, things are shifting. We are the next generation. We're transitioning into a new world. And, you know, with that comes new changes. Um, I would say for anybody, just live your truth. Live in knowing that you made your mark on the world and that you did everything you wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? Think about yourself as an individual, but think about collectively as as a culture. What are you doing to impact your culture and create mm. within society that are going to force the next generation to be more open and more inclusive? Do you know what I mean? You know, there's there's so many times where you there's scary moments, and all you have to do is take that leap leap of faith and live in what you're doing and knowing that it's right. You know, explore as much as possible. Don't not explore. Just do whatever you need to do to understand and grow your perspective on what the world is because it's all about your perception and you know just have a good time honestly like just again make your mark on the world and move forward in that and if you want to be a hoe be a hoe and don't go in a way about it oh period <laughs> period a responsible hoe that's the that's the slogan of the year if you want to be a hole, be a hole, but be a responsible. No way your nearest clinic is. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. Um, and a host. Let's end on a positive note. A couple of weeks ago, the United States extended the Civil Rights Act of 1964 to also include the LGBTQ plus community, meaning it's now a federal crime to discriminate someone because of their sexuality or their, you know, gender which uh, i think is some progress obviously there's still a lot more things that need to be you know resolved mm-hmm. but it's also good to to look at some of the positives that that, that are occurring as well i think mm-hmm. shocked that it's taken so long to happen but at least it's happening at least it's happening yeah i mean thank you so much guests and um, for coming on like i said already and wow. just being open and honest um I just wanted to say, obviously, yes, it is a it is a crisis, but like Will said, there are gradual things that are happening. So it's all about people remaining resistant, still challenging things that need to be challenged, um, and just getting to a place where you're comfortable with being you. Um, everyone else can actually get and eat a toenail. Um, it's about you and your stamp on the world. So yeah, keep doing what you're doing. What I what what I just want to end on is um it's actually a Bible verse. Um it's Jeremiah 1 5. It says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee, and before that cometh forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. So that was God talking about Jeremiah. And I think just take it back to, to everything and to relate back to the question. Um Yes, there is a crisis, and yes, there is a lot of um, pain and a lot of um, there's a lot of there's a, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot there's homophobia um, in the black community. However, I think that when it comes to God and a person's relationship with God, or like a person in general, because I'm a Christian, like I think every, God created God created everyone. I think the 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 preaching was so heavy that the internet couldn't even couldn't even <laughs> hack it either. Um, but yeah, but sorry, no. you you got yeah. you got cut off there. I think the message was 
regardless of who you are we're all god's creation regardless of what religion um that you guys follow you are still making of the most high um therefore we should love and respect each other as we are but yeah thank you all so much um for being part of this podcast out to our crisis talkers we hope that you enjoyed this particular episode and make sure that you stay posted make sure you keep following us on all the socials and let us know what you guys think we appreciate all forms of feedback um and again i mean host i just want to give us like a little round of applause to our guest well, yeah, thank you. Got, got some clips Lance. going on as well. Um, thank you, Dyson. Thank you, Lance, for coming on the episode. This was Crisis Talk, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>